Opportunity cost is one of my favorite principles. I'm like, you can't do it all. And I was like, if I just race to be 40, I'm not going to miss out on so much uh, opportunity for things that I actually wanted to do. Um, so yeah, it's FKTs to the limit this year. Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast, episode 75, and today we're talking, well, this is good because uh, you've been an active racer. I went on ultra sign-up, as I often do, and you have 46 ultras going back to 2006. You've been, you love to race. Too much, probably, yeah. I mean, I've, I, yeah, it's an addiction, I think, probably for everybody, and it certainly has been for me. Yeah, well, it's a, we, it's a different podcast. What is a positive addiction? And we don't know that. I can't answer it, so we better leave that one alone for now. But you live out there in Ashland, a fantastic part of the country. So a lot of your activity has been out in the northwest, Mount Shasta, uh, way too cool, broken arrow, things like that. Mm-hmm. But here's here's what happened. You sent uh, – actually, you didn't send us. You posted on Instagram That's that right. you were going to – refocus your attention you're only 31 years old so it's not like you're you know 50 or over the hill you're you're in the prime but you want to refocus your attention on fkts from races so what brought that about well i've been running uh you know fkts have always been something i've done and pursued even throughout like you know what was ultimately pretty race heavy sort of uh focus but um they're always been my favorite thing since I I started trying to do FKTs before there was something I didn't know what an FKT was I don't think it was even a thing and I was 16 so this was 15 years ago and I was really uh I wanted to see how fast I could do half dome up and down my family always went there in the summer and so that was really where I kind of got into this world you know uh, pretty early on and I was hooked right from that moment and so I had done that among other FKTs I've you know, set set a couple records and failed at a lot more. But, you know, kind of it's always been, I guess, a little bit of an afterthought to like a racing season where I was focused on trying to get into Western states, running golden ticket races or running UTMB three times for crying out loud. Like I was just, you know, I was sponsored by different companies and I and I, I wanted to run those races as well. But I just always felt like that's the, where you had to go. And, um, you know, I had to opportunity to kind of sit there this fall and think about what do I really want to do and I think I realized you know time doesn't wait for you and so I just was like all right let's let's go after the things I care about the most and ultimately that's a lot of different especially uh, American FKTs different trails and mountains that uh, are compelling to me that I want to go run for their own sake and I'm young and still uh, competitive so I want to also you know try to run them fast. Right. And you know, I noticed you mentioned Half Dome, uh, mm-hmm. an FKT you set while you were still a freshman in college. Yep. Uh, and you beat my time on that, I have to <laughs> point out. <laughs> I know. I, I, I knew your name from a very young age, Buzz Brill. I've, <laughs> there was a website called speedclimb.org, and it was maintained by someone, uh, a guy who I did meet down in Yosemite, and there was just a few different running sort of trail records among other like climbing records they kept track of and uh that's how i found out about any of this uh was before i think you guys had started the fastest known time website anyways so yeah your name what well, was you harry mix some was a stanford runner he broke your record and right. then 
I felt like, you know, I looked at his time. I'm like, that's unbeatable. But, you know, it took me four tries. But eventually, I, you know, got it. <laughs> you did. Uh, I think your speed climbing org was Hans Florian, the, the famous, the iconic Yosemite climber who's held yep. the record on the nose forever. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that, that, that sound right. Yeah, so a half dome is, of course, it's changed a little. Half dome, just to pause, hit the pause button for a second. Of course, it has the cables up the backside. And then in the winter, they take the cables down so they don't get avalanched off and they put them back up. But it became recently one of the very, very few places in the entire United States, maybe even the world, that requires a permit for day use. Mount yep. Whitney's another, but I'm not sure of any other place in the world where you have to get a permit that doesn't entail an overnight trip. Half Dome is now one of them. Yeah, I mean, there's probably, there's more and more. I mean, that's a whole other uh, podcast. Like, for instance, in, like, Bend, they just instituted day-use permits for all, of, like, the wilderness trailheads going into, like, the Three Sisters Wilderness. Anyways, yeah, I think we're in for more of that, unfortunately. Right. And, of course, the uh, Half Dome is interesting because Dean uh, Potter uh, changed the game because he... <laughs> He went up Snake Dike. Snake mm -hmm. Dike is, you know, 5'7". Uh, once you get on the dike itself, it's pretty moderate, but it's two pitches of greasy Yosemite granite to get onto that. So the FKT world is sort of limitless. Most it of is. the attempts are, almost all the attempts are going to be on the cables route because not too many people are going to be excited about speed soloing the Snake Dike. And they shouldn't probably, but I mean, you've, I'm sure you've uh, watched, you know, so I was, I guess you could say pioneering another route that didn't involve snake dike. And I never, I ultimately didn't break the record, but this guy, Nick Elson did. He beat Dean Potter's record going a completely non-traditional route, mostly off trail, but not using snake dike. And I mean, he beat Dean's time by 14 minutes. I mean, I can't, it's a time I don't think I can get. <laughs> it's so good. It's unbelievable, really. It's two hours, and three minutes. Well, this is, it's good to take a little pause there because this is fun stuff. It's a little microcosm of FKT action. Yep. Here's you got on it, got your name. Once you have an FKT, you always have an FKT, so to speak. <laughs> your name is on that list. And Nick is a very good friend of our uh, two podcast guests ago, uh, ago mm -hmm. Andy Anderson. Right. And Andy just, <laughs> Andy, I, I don't know if you listened to that one. Andy has some great one-liners. He's been a National Park Ranger at oh, yeah. Long's Peak at Rainier and at the Grand Teton, he has, still has the FKT on Long's Peak and the Grand. And he just said, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to run harder up the trail. <laughs> oh, well, he won't get it. I can promise him that. I know Andy pretty well. Also, I'll, I'll tell him to his face, he ain't going to get it unless he goes the, the off-trail route. Not a chance. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, well, and, and he'll 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 just make that call. Like, so, yeah. like you, Andy is... Uh, as one, as a son. And so he's pretty clear on his priorities. He said, uh, if I may quote, I have backed off more routes than I have completed. That's not yeah. really helpful to hear. Oh, no. Yeah, he's very smart and calculated, and as anyone should be. Um, anyways, yeah, it's a great microcosm for, uh, I don't know what it's like at the, the bleeding edge of this FKT world, pioneering these different ways of doing things. <laughs> Bleeding edge. That's a good term. I appreciate that. So you have making the big switch, sponsored Ultra Runner. Like I said, 46 Ultras listed, uh, four FKTs on the site, including some real classics. And now for 2020, it's FKT action. That's that's so interesting. A lot of people are moving in that direction, I believe. 
Yeah, I you know, I, th- I think a lot of the very top guys. I mean, I'm, I actually am currently not sponsored, which maybe is part of like the. I mean, so I was sponsored by Hoka, and I told them what I wanted to do. I said, yeah, I'm going to go uh, in this route. I want to do things like uh, long trails, short trails, mostly FKTs. And, uh, I mean, maybe they wouldn't have re-signed me anyways. Who knows? I, it doesn't really matter. But uh, that was kind of part of it. I'm like, well, I'm not beholden to anybody. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think a lot of the very top guys, they're still going to go to Western States and UTMB and make that their focus. And, I, you know, all the power to them. But it's like – opportunity cost is one of my favorite principles. I'm like, you can't do it all. And I was like, if I just race till I'm 40, I'm not going to miss out on so much uh, opportunity for things that I actually wanted to do. Um, so yeah, it's FKTs uh, to the limit this year. Uh, opportunity cost. That's brilliant. That's a business term, of course, uh, and that it can easily be applied to one's personal life. Yeah. I think about it a lot. And now it's like, you know, you only get to be in your prime of your running life uh, when you're kind of young, I guess, you know, and I, for better or worse, it's like eventually I'll slow down and all these FKTs will be out of reach <laughs> for me. But, you know, so today they're not. And I'm like, that. now is the time to, you know, see if see what I can do in this realm. I agree. An interesting aspect, Ryan, which you're quite familiar with, is, hmm, how did it? So the FKT world is also evolving. It's mm-hmm. uh Gotten, gotten interesting, gotten interesting. So, for example, when I set the FKT on Half Dome, I was 53 years old. That's right. Which is, that'd, be, that'd be a little tough nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to be a little out of reach. Um, so it's kind of evolved. So the top most prominent routes, for example, have marks that are kind of hard to hit. Yep. So... For the FKT of the Year Awards, which you've been part of, by the way, you've been nominated uh, mm-hmm. twice before. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. Um, in the past, we've had four nominations for things like um, the Appalachian Trail, Rim to Rim to Rim, John Muir Trail. And in 2019, we had no attempts, let alone in nominations for those. That's right. Because I think people are looking at those times going, hmm. <laughs> I, those are those are tough times they they very much are and again i think that's another reason why uh at least if you're like me you're not i'm no jim walmsley i mean i'm a good runner i have capabilities but like i can't do these kinds of records like i can't break killing and i this year i will one of the things i will do is try to break the tahoe rim trail record which is i you know i think one of the well, not the best but it's one of the better you know longer 170 miles around Tahoe. Killian Jornet has the record, and it's not easy to get. And like, I, the only way for me to have a shot at something like that is to like really target that and like you know be rested and focus on it, and not be tired from having just run another hundred mile race like a month before or something. Right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> That's how the FKT world is evolving. So, um, hmm. so now to, to hit the mark it's kind of a winner take all. If you come in second with a great time, mm-hmm. unfortunately, just due to logistics, the fact that we're all volunteers and so forth, it does not go on the website. So listeners keep in mind, you can always, and please post in the comment section. So if you just did a rim to rim to rim and a great time, a little short of gyms, great. Put your time in the comment section. Unfortunately, we can't do leaderboards just due to our volunteer efforts and logistics, yep. but, but it's still a meaningful. And then Ryan, as you noted, 
um, you, even you, are an excellent runner, have to focus on the, uh, what shall we say, not the absolute top-tier routes, but the really good-tier routes like Tahoe Rim. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it, there's no chance. I shouldn't say there's no chance, but, like, it just doesn't do it justice to try to do these things as an afterthought or, like, oh, I'm just going to do it as a training run. They're not they're not training runs at this point. Almost none of them, none of the, you know, high, high, more vaunted sort of records are, they're all, they all have to be pretty much all out efforts for most of us. Right. To, to, right. To get them. Yeah. Well, here's a, another interesting perspective. Uh, back in episode 45, we had Marcy Beard on and Marcy is not one of the top female athletes, but she and her husband travel around the country in a van. <laughs> and what a great story. I just really like Marcy. And she went up to uh, 25 FKTs as of today. Wow. <laughs> wow. just came in today in, four, in her 14th state. And she doesn't go for Appalachian Trail, obviously, but she does good routes. That's episode 45, if anyone wants to listen to it. So that's a good example for the rest of us, I think. Right. I mean, and maybe that's a good question for me to even ask for you guys. I mean, obviously, with the the, the, the website, like the list that you're – it's a curated list. Like it's not, you know, it's not like a Strava segment where everyone just makes as many as they want and there's a million records to break. Like you have to kind of decide what is uh, – what makes the cut to go on the FKT website and actually be some, be a record right. one else can break. I mean, how do you guys, uh, how do you choose them? I guess. I've always been kind of fascinated by how you decide what warrants uh, that status. Ryan, that's an excellent question. I wish I could answer it totally objectively, but unfortunately I cannot. I think our main uh, uh, parameter to establish is <laughs> will someone else want to repeat it? Right. That's that's really it. So, if so and we actually turned down one today. I'm not mm-hmm. going to mention it by name, but I started reading the root description and I I I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> you know, right. I couldn't stay with it. it. It was just it was too arcane for me to mentally follow. Um, <laughs> and so it was like, dude, you had a great time. I mean, it's super good. I, you and maybe your local buddies can do this. Totally legit, but. It is a curated site, as you just said, and so we're going to kind of keep it curated, the opposite of Strava, where someone can just put up, you know, course records between two random mailboxes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking at what you're planning on doing uh, for 2020, and you got Cactus to Clouds, which is fabulous, Mount Shasta. You know, these are Mount Rainier, right? Tahoe Rim Trail. The, mm-hmm. Basically, three words, and you understand the route. <laughs> right. My, I, would, I think it's always been uh, for me, like when I'm choosing like different trails, mountains or, you know, these different FKTs to attempt, I, like I think you've kind of alluded to, I'd like them to be highly repeatable and um, you know, as objective as like not, if it's convoluted, then like what's, I just don't see the merit. I want I want people to come break my records and repeat it. And like I want more people to be involved. And like, for instance, like Mount Shasta is as simple as it gets. You start at horse camp, which is at about 8,000 feet and you get to the top any way you want <laughs> and it's that simple and it's like whatever you think is the right way to go and it's pretty you know there's only so many ways to go but uh there's just there's, it's very repeatable um which right so so these kinds of records are compelling and like cactus to clouds i don't know places that are unique and trails that um don't necessarily have 
a mirror, you know, like that plate. Yeah, really just places that you want to run in for their own sake. Uh, those are the ones that I've target like wonderland trail which i broke the record on a couple years ago um it's perfect i mean it's like the perfect circumnavigation of i think maybe the probably the most appealingly visual peak and you know, most glaciated massive peak in the lower 48 uh that just makes sense it does what a good choice wonderland you run on a trail around mount rainier end of route description <laughs> yep yep and uh That's- and once you see this terrain, you know, it's just compelling. Like you're, it, yeah, that these are, I guess, I, these are places like, even if I'm, you know, in my fifties or sixties or hopefully seventies, like I want to be continuing to go to run in these places forever. And so these are the places I am choosing to race now. Right. Good call. I like it. I like it. So, so there's the, the absolute top. And by the way, I'm going to announce this right now. We are, go- we are going to establish the premier route category as soon as we manage the, the effort on the website. Where uh-huh. The premier routes are going to be 10 routes that require a little better verification. Um, mm-hmm. Right now we have guidelines. We actually don't have rules. We have guidelines. But for this, yep. it's going to be, boy, real-time tracking, announce in advance, and make sure someone watches it. Because in a way, these have become the money routes. Yeah, you can get paid money for these too. I, I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah, you you know that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so the only person who's going to do establish an FAT on these routes is probably a professional or close to it. And so why not require a little better verification? Yeah, um, that's, that's one little step that we're taking. That's that's fantastic. I think. Um, I mean, it makes perfect. I don't know what ten routes are picked, but I'm sure it's going to be. It'll be hard to narrow it down. I'm sure. I, what I do like, and I think this is so key. And I'll tell you what. It's. I don't know that it's annoying to me, but like, if I think that there's been so many people that have probably attempted all of these different records in the shadows over the years, they don't necessarily get them, and no one ever knows about it. And I think that's crazy. I'm like, you. Ha- I. I have always. Uh, made an explicit point to announce my attempts, most of which are failures. And I, I mean, maybe that's part of why people don't do it because it's easier to just try to sneak, sneak it through and then say you did it afterwards. But I mean, that's always been, you know, I think an issue with this world is that people should have to do that, whether or not it's a premier route, like they should do it for all of them. Right. That's a good point. Good point. Do you like the pre-announcement aspect? Well, oh, it's like this. Like, I, okay, so I uh, I had the Mount Shasta record for about three years, and maybe nobody attempted it. But what I don't, what I do know is that no one said they attempted. Like, zero people claimed to have attempted that record. And so, and I think even the, I shouldn't say this for sure, but I don't even think the guy who broke it uh, last year, I don't think he said it beforehand. It, it basically just does a disservice to like the people that hold these records. If no one ever tries it and fails, then it's like. You know, it doesn't – what's the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Credibility. It doesn't, it doesn't do, like, honor to, like, what these people yeah. that have come before you have done. Like, if you don't announce – like, in a race, you have to fail publicly. And I think in the FKT realm, if you're not willing to fail publicly, you shouldn't be able to succeed. Well, there you go. That is the honorable approach indeed. And I think people do keep it under their hat. There's uh, two reasons – for that one is that you said is that if they come up short well i'm not gonna tell anybody (laughs) 
But then if it's a high, something high profile, and eh, that's not really right. Uh, you should do honor to the person who came before you mm-hmm. and to people who might just walk them out and watch. So if someone that's is right. just, like if you're a local guy, you're a Northwest guy, someone's going to go for Shasta, heck, maybe you'll just go out there and see how it's going. Yep. You know what they do? They come. I've had this happen. So, like, it's a, I think it's a pretty funny story. So, like, when I was trying to break the Mount Shasta record, which is a great record, it was set in 1985 by Robert Webb, who was the caretaker of the cabin way up on the mountain. It's a, it was an unbelievable record at the time, in my opinion. And so I was trying every year to break it. And then I posted on your website, you know, on the comments, here's what I'm going to do. And then I get a message from Ricky Gates saying, hey, can I come race you? Uh, or can I come wow. do it with you? And wow. You know, like a couple days before. And I said, yeah, man, I'd love it. And he gets on his motorcycle. I never met him before. You know, he broke my half dome record. So I knew him from that. But he shows up and we're kind of camping at the base the night before. And he shows up on his motorcycle with a sheepskin seat. And, and he's wearing, he brings track spikes. And I'm like, really? I was doing it in another fashion. And I thought he was crazy. But he broke that record the next day. And uh, so I think, you know, putting those intentions out there, it like leads to such better sort of more interesting outcomes you know like i didn't break the record but like uh you know meeting ricky is what ultimately allowed me to break that record so anyways and like another time i posted on the site that i was going to try to break the mount shasta record brett mountie showed up the next morning didn't even tell me he was coming he just showed up in the parking lot and said hey can i come do it with you (laughs) uh wait a minute this there's a little pattern here ryan so turns out you are a major support person for some of the fastest ascent times uh, in the United States. Uh, I mean, I think it does. It, I, I love the camaraderie of racing people. I mean, I, I mean, that's why you see me do all those doggone races on ultra sign up. Uh, so like with these FKTs, I, I'm always uh, up for people coming. Certainly if they want to come watch or even better, if they want to come participate, I, I love that. Wow, this is, this is, I didn't know any of that. So you mentioned you're going to Cactus to Cloud. So for people who don't understand, don't know what that is, that's one of the biggest verts in the whole country. That's Palm Springs, just right there at the city limits. The top of San Jacinto, which is about 10,300 feet of vert. And the only other vert like that would be Mount Rainier, I think, and then Telescope Peak coming out of Badwater, uh, Death Valley. Cactus to Clouds might be the, because like on Rainier, it's not a trail. I mean, it's glacier travel and all. like Cactus to Clouds, is, it's a trail. I mean, it's a very, very technical, hard trail, which I haven't run yet, but I've researched it enough to know. But all the other ones aren't all on trail. That I, I don't know. Is Telescope Peak a trail all the way, or is it a lot of no. off trail? No, it's, it's definitely off trail. So you're right in terms of a trail. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, in terms of a trail, that's a good point. Cactus to Clouds could be one of the biggest in the world, actually. I think so. That's that's one of the reasons I chose it. I love continuous climbing is my favorite thing in the world to do like if i could just climb forever for whatever reason that's very uh i don't know i love to do it so that's kind of why i picked that one because it's super unique uh and really accessible i mean you can go look at it you can ride the tram up and research the route and go learn it uh within a couple days and then go do it wow you know ricky just did it last week by the way oh i know yeah yeah i know we've been talking about it yeah oh Uh, I don't know. He and, and, I don't think he was trying. I don't think he he wasn't trying for the record at that time. But I maybe he'll come back. And uh, we've talked about if if the timing works, we might uh, race each other, which would be really fun. That that's that, that's easier because that's that's a grind to put it mildly. Yes, 
Yeah, it and, is. Well, what, what, what interesting connections here, Ryan, because our, our podcast from three weeks ago was Brett Money, and mm-hmm. he still has the FKT on Cactus to Clouds. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, and I, I, I mean, I've, always, I've had a – I've met Brett at the time when he showed up in Mount Shasta. That was the only time I've met him. But I've always had a long sort of history of like thinking about Brett Mounty because I, I spent a lot of time with Jen Shelton years ago, and mm. – uh, she was really obsessed with the John Muir trail and trying to break that record. Uh, and so, and she wanted to break the men's record of course, because you know, she's audacious. And so I, you know, I think I was 23 and I said, Oh, I'll do it with you. I had no, I never even run a 50 mile at the time, <laughs> but, but, you know, of course, while we're researching how Brett Mounty did John Muir trail and, you know, we, ep- I mean, we epically failed, especially me, but, uh, no, so I've always, I really have, respected what he's done and like you know how he approaches his uh, efforts he's a scientist i know yeah more than me yeah. <laughs> actually he's a very high-end scientist but turns exactly. out just a, a cardio king i don't think people realize how good he was but you look around at the ascents and brett is the person who established the socal triple crown which is just <laughs> nutty you know that's uh San Jacinto, San Gorginio, and Mount Baldy within 24 hours nonstop. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, so like breaking, I mean, I think some people would be like, oh, 616, that's what the record is on Cactus of Clouds. And it might look, it might just look like it might not be that hard. But uh, I never look at those records and think, oh, that's a gimme putt. I always think I can do it, but I never think it's a for sure. I always think it's going to take a really good day at, at the least. <laughs> Well, what uh, shifting into what you're up to next? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's that one. What month are you thinking of? Because I uh, just did the Skyline Trail myself a few weeks ago. That's mm-hmm. the one that just goes up to the tram. That's the easy way to do it. Super fun because you just go up and take give them thirteen dollars and take the tram back down. That's right. <laughs> what month are you thinking? Because the weather conditions are very interesting. I know. I, I, you know, cause there's, you know, uh, you, you don't want the, like right now, Ricky just told me there's, it's real icy and snowy on top. Um, so you want to avoid that, but like also try to do your best to avoid, you know, unbelievably hot temperatures down right. from the lower elevation. So, I mean, our plan, so I'm going to be driving. So I have a, I'm married and I have a three-year-old and another one on the way. Anyways, we got the whole family. We're going to drive down to Palm Springs and I think I'm going to try to go real early May. And I think it'll be kind of hot down low, but I'm going to start really early. You know, I'll start at five or whatever it takes. I'll, I'll look at the weather and start as early as I think I need to, to, uh, make it happen. Gotcha. That would probably be about 3 a.m. with a headlamp. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's... No, I'm, I'm serious because no, in, right. in May it's a, it's a headlamp start because once the sun comes up, you gotta, you basically have to be in the trees when the sun comes up. Yeah. And hopefully on the way, I mean, on the way down, I, th- yeah, I think there'll be some suffering involved, but I mean, that's part of the, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about FKTs is like, you get to decide when to do it, how you're going to do it, how it fits in your life. You don't have to like put in for a lottery. You don't have to pay <laughs> money. I mean, there's so many reasons why we're better than races. Um, but yeah, I think I, it would probably be better to come down in April, but I just, I don't know if that's going to work out in our, there's too much other stuff I have to do. <laughs> If it doesn't happen, if I may, if I if I may say so, pardon me, December <laughs> is possibly the optimal time to do it. You know, I'm sure you're probably right. Like before it snows, before anything right. happens. Yeah, right. I, 
all the other stuff, I think in December, if I execute my season how I want to, I probably won't be hardly running at all <laughs> come December. Uh, after, I mean, I'm planning to try to do the Arizona Trail uh, at the end of this, kind of in the fall this year. So nice. I don't think... I won't be very fast in December, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the Arizona Trail has gotten a lot of attention recently. I'm not sure it's, it's really coming to FKT scene, but that'll be very different for you. You just said you like to uh, do the big climbs. Arizona Trail is not that at all. It goes across the street. It's multi-day. I, exactly. And I, I've, I've had, you know, I've run a lot of longer longer-ish races, you know, 100-mile races and things, which, of course, is nothing like an 800-mile trail, but I'm always, like, I can't go a day without thinking about what it's going to be like to, you know, do one of these trails that takes weeks, and you have to run 50 or 60 miles a day. It's unbelievably, uh, it has an unbelievable draw for me. So, I mean, yeah, I just decided, I'm like, I could wait, you know, people think that it's going to injure you or you're, whatever, and maybe it will, but I'm just like, now's the time to go do that type of thing. So, and yeah, I mean, I think the Arizona trail, I, I lived there, not really lived, but we, I lived there for like four or five months in Northern Arizona and I have a lot of relatives there and it, it's a very cool route. Um, so it's way, it's not just desert. People think, Oh, Arizona must just be 800 miles of desert, but it's much more diverse than people would think. Right. You cross the Grand Canyon. You cross the Grand Canyon. You're actually in higher mountains for probably way more than half of it you're you know i'm sure above six thousand feet or five thousand feet in very diverse terrain uh i I think it's a very cool and uh yeah i'm sure the trail will continue to gain more notoriety yes now you also i think make your living coaching and doing things of that nature so we are going to take that website and put it in the written show notes so if anyone wants to uh, track you down We'll make it easy for them to do so. Put that in the written show notes. It's, um, it's been quite the, um, I would say, privilege to be able to do, to, to work with runners and to help them on their goals for a living. It's not something I ever thought was even, I don't know, it, it, it worked out really well. And uh, it, yeah, it's, it's really made for a great life. I'm so glad that you're, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's all good, but I I have to admit, Ryan, I am glad you're making this shift to FKTs because then we can keep having really fun conversations like this. And it sounds like with your schedule for 2020, we could have another fun conversation, uh, you know, eight, <laughs> 10 months from now. I hope so. I, I mean, you know, win, win, lose or draw, I think there's always uh there's always a lot of interesting stories that come about from any of these kinds of attempts there, you know, so much, I don't know, there's so much different than a, a traditional race and, uh, so much more that goes into it. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of compelling stories do come out of these, uh, kinds of adventures. Right. I think so too. And like you say, it's, uh, there's no lottery. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. Half tone. Whoops. I have to back that one up. Half tone. There is a lottery now. Other than that, there's no lottery. You know what? That's cool. You could you could break that half. Well, so they leave the cables. They're just lying on the dome. I don't know if you've done it that way. I'm sure you probably have. But like, I have. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no lottery for that. And that's I'm true. not saying. Uh, and my wife uh, broke that half dome record, and we kind of hit the window they had put the cables up like two days before but they hadn't started the lottery season yet and we just got really lucky and that's how she broke the record before there was you know right in that window of time ah 
You're right. You're right. Uh, they, the, the cables don't go away. They just take the posts out. So the cables are still laying on the rock. And so you can, as long as they're not covered in snow, that would be tough. As long that as they're, be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a different level. <laughs> as long as they're exposed, you, they're still there. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, but you're right. Uh, almost all of these records, it's, it's up to you when and where and how, how you're going to do it. And then there's, there's just no limit at this point, really. And, uh, you know, it doesn't exclude anybody. Like, yeah, I think hard rock's a great example. I, you know, I, it seems like a race someone like me would really like to do. And, and I think I would like to do it, but the odds of that ever happening are infinitesimally low. So it's almost just like, I just, it's just like, I just forget about it. I'm like, you know, that race doesn't, it doesn't really exist to me, but all these right. FKT, they're all fair game and it's limitless. Right. Good point. Well, I'd like to remind our listeners to please uh, subscribe if you haven't already and to rate us. Giving us the five stars really helps other people find the podcast. And as you probably know, um, we are still an all-volunteer effort, but to keep the lights on and the super high-tech studio operating, please uh, consider a donation. Send in a little bit of money. Sign up for Patreon. And Ryan, I hope we have another conversation here uh, in eight or ten months. Yeah, yeah, that would be fantastic.